0: Welcome to the Wisdom School, a podcast by the Perennial Leader Project. To learn more and support the show, visit us at perennialleader.com. We generally start with maybe defining terms, and I, I thought that could be useful here. How do you define paradox and then also maybe what you mean by tension?
1: It's such a good question because I think the word paradox itself can be either engaging for people or off-putting for people. Some people are like, paradox, bring it on. And others are like, "You know, paradox, let's leave that in the philosopher's <laughs> corner. Um, the, the way that we define it is that we talk about tensions as an overarching term for the kinds of emotional tug of wars, competing demands situations in which there is a choice to be made or in which we feel like there's opposing possibilities that come into our our lives and again that could be everything from how do i navigate my health and well-being how do i partner with a partner how do i parent all kinds of tensions that arise there how do i think about my career to how do I work in a team? How do I lead an organization? Like all kinds of places in which there come upon us different possibilities that are often in conflict or feel like they are opposing one another, and that's the overarching term. And what we would argue is that those competing demands tensions show up as a dilemma, where a dilemma is a an experience that's begging us for an answer. Do I spend tonight? spending more time finishing the work that i have to do or do i make it home for family dinner do i make a choice at this moment to do something that's healthy get out, go out for a walk get to sleep earlier exercise or do i continue to do the thing that i you know that i want to do like finish the uh, b- finish uh, binge watching whatever episodes i am mm-hmm. on netflix you know or you know do i in my own life do i in my career focus on being an academic who studies ideas or what we academics call a practitioner or a real person out there who implements them like they sort of beg us for a choice of what we're what we need to do. We need to make a decision. And what we would argue is that paradoxes underlie all of those dilemmas that if we sort of pull back the curtain on those decisions, what we'll see underneath them are paradoxes. So it might be worthy to spend just a minute on what we mean by that. What we mean by paradox is these contradict, these interdependent, persistent contradictions. So these do, and we often use the the image of the yin yang to demonstrate it. Right, these two options that are in direct conflict with each other: love and hate, stability and change, self and other, the the white sliver and the black sliver that are Directly opposing and contradictory, but they are also interdependent in that they define each other, they enable each other, they reinforce one another. The boundaries of one lead to the boundaries of the other. The yin yang, the totality, requires both the black and the white, and they are defining of one another. And they don't go away. We're never um, solving them per se. We're always grappling with these paradoxes. So underlying the decision of in this moment do i watch the next episode of Netflix or go to bed is this underlying ongoing tension that we have about being spontaneous and in the moment and having fun and being disciplined and 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 sort of and and that discipline spontaneity tension shows up in our lives in all kinds of different ways but it's something that we're always grappling with and what we know is that too much spontaneity Leaves us being so um, extreme on some level that we actually can't be productive in life. But too much discipline, you know, it's almost to extent that like we create these disciplines in our lives. But so much discipline leaves us not enjoying the life that we're creating. And we need this this ongoing balancing, this ongoing interdependence of discipline and spontaneity, right? That that we want this ongoing balance, and we know that. A a bit of discipline, we create the structures and routines in our lives allows us the space and the opportunity to be more spontaneous. So, so they're, they're intertwined with one another. And those are what hide behind these dilemmas. And what we would argue is that if we, if we pause to notice those paradoxes, those interdependent relationships, we get to a better, more creative, more thriving, more sustainable set of solutions to our dilemmas.
0: Beautiful, I have a big curiosity question i guess if if you will, both and thinking this navigating a paradox, not a new idea as you're as you're well aware. you bring in the the yin and yang symbol. It's really timeless wisdom. I think of uh things that have come up previously on the show, people like. Heraclitus and this conflict of opposites. You have the middle way, which is really a central thing in, in Buddhism. And I went through a consulting course a few years ago, and it was, it was lovely. Brought in basically this, this type of work of how we navigate a particular paradox. And it's it was almost like it's new information. You know, why is there... Out of all of the books, you know, maybe probably 500 books a year on on leadership and different things that come out. Why is it not as common as maybe it should be? Is I guess my question.
1: <laughs> There's so much to say to that point. So uh, thank you for raising that and putting that out there, Josh. I think that um, I, I I'm I like to joke that. Uh, the one question to ask any author is, "What's the chapter that got nixed from your book? That got sort of left on the chopping block floor?" Because mm. The chapter in our book that we that we sort of condensed uh, in some uh, some call out boxes was about the history of paradox. We are indeed uh, building on the shoulders of giants, standing on the shoulders of giants. What's really intriguing to me and to us, myself and, and Marianne, my co-author, is that these ideas have been around for 2,500 years. Like you said, it, it's Buddhist philosophy, Lao Tzu and Confucius, it's, it's Heraclitus in Greek philosophy, who were writing in the 500 B.C. era.